0: What's good, people? Welcome to another edition of Polytrick here on the Got What You Need Network. Of course, I'm your host, Sky. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, let's make sure that we support the entire network while I'm at it. And that means the Blackmail Podcast, um, Talking With E, Life and Love, as well as Encourage and Inspire. And don't forget to support um, G W U N T V over on Roku, where we have Exposed and a bunch of other great content over there on Roku. So yeah, man. But look, today um, not a lot going on, but I think some very pertinent um, topics to discuss. Um, we had an incident in New York where with the New York where, with the migrants. Yeah from Central America, and y'all know my conflicted feelings in regards to how this country is going about handling the migrant crisis. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Um, This horrible story out of Mississippi, and um, it's just disgusting, not from the point of just the story, but I pointed to the lack of outrage from citizens in in that state but they went viral for being upset at Deion Sanders. But they not burning down the police station over what I'm about to talk about in a minute. We'll get into that. And then I have another um Keith Lee um story. And and this one and actually I'll start the podcast with that. So everybody knows Keith Lee, he's his full critic or you know, full critic kinda, um Internet, um, you know, food reviewer, let's say, um, and he uses his influence to lift, um, you know, smaller businesses, struggling businesses that he think has great food, great customer service, but maybe lacking marketing. All right, um, you know, we've heard about the thing that happened in Atlanta, and I think you heard about what he said what was going on i think it was in um some some places in detroit or whatever but let's talk about north dallas texas sweetly season is a food truck owned by kim Vivaret. so keith lee showed up saw like there was a lot of good things going on um obviously like um well He was contacted by the woman's son and I believe another young lady. Um, And basically, and the son was like, yo, you should check out my mom's food truck. Um, You know, she's, um, you you know, not having a hard time marketing her business, but the food's great, so on and so forth. He shows up, he sees that there's a barber outside, um. You know, away from the food trucks, so it's not a, a thing about being sanitary or unsanitary. And he was giving out free haircuts, and there was, I think, one cashier that was working with the owner. So once Keith Lee was done, he, as he does all the time, when he gets good service or great service, is what, well, and he enjoys the food, he usually leaves a very, very large tip. So in this case, he left $4,800 with clear instructions on what to do with the money. So he left $800 for the owner to give out free meals that he basically prepaid for $800 worth of meals. All right, then there was a thousand that was allotted to the barber for giving out free cuts. He probably didn't do a thousand dollars for cuts, but whatever. This is what this this is where this man wanted these funds to go. There was another $1,000 that he allotted for the cashier and then the owner could keep the $2,000 for her. Later on, it was found out that the owner kept everything Um, and a relative of the cashier has been on the internet make making it known that um the woman the owner kim blocked the blessing that was meant for her cousin or her uh, it was a relative um the barber um i was looking for different responses to see if the woman responded and he literally responded with i never asked um to come out there and cut hair and I didn't ask her to help me. They volunteered and they and, and and they shouldn't deserve and they don't deserve anything. And the son is going after the relative of the barber saying that she's just clout chasing and whatever. And I'm like, how? Needless to say, the the word of the negative um press about this is basically caused. Um, the food truck to lose almost all its business um, the lady had to relocate and, and right now, um the last time I heard that she was open, she could only afford to be open three hours, and then she had to close because business was so slow now here's a situation that if you did the right thing, business would probably be booming just because of Keith Lee's cosign, but because you decided to be greedy and evil your, your entire blood not only was like the blessing taken back but your entire business is probably going to be destroyed just because you wouldn't do the right thing and my whole thing is man very few food trucks make 500 dollars in a day so for her to basically just say she kept the 2,000 for her personal stuff, she had $800 that was basically prepaid for for meals. Even if I would have been cool, and and this the thing, she probably didn't even have $800 worth of food. So before she had even got to the $800, She probably would have ran out of food and had the clothes for like a good reason and still would have had a few hundred dollars left over, but instead decided to be greedy. And now nobody wants to, um, support her or her business. And, um, it's sad because, um, this could have been something that could have, um, it, The goodwill could have spread given that barber that stack he he may have said I'll come back next weekend I'll bring another barber and he might have like you know used some of that money to pay the other barber to be out there and it's just so much that could have grown from that like um when people with me see other people giving a lot of times they'll join in. You know positive news about this would have spread Well, could have spread you know can't say definite and it could have led to a lot of other great things going on in the community but instead you know this woman um not only blocked her blessing but likely destroyed her business um as of the time that we're talking um no she hasn't done the right thing because she likely use that money to take care of personal stuff um you know in her life and and no longer has the money to give um the the people that she was supposed to so um it is what it is um we've been discussing the the migrant crisis for various episodes and i've always talked about um you know, being caring and compassionate, but also talking about that there's a rule of law. Um, I was watching um, the news a couple of weeks ago and there was a um, group of migrants, thousands of them marching through Mexico. And the guy that was coming was like, hey, we're not coming to start trouble. We're just looking for a better way um it's really bad back in our country and there's no opportunities and i was looking at my wife and i said see and that's where him and anyone that thinks like him whether they're on this side of the border or that side of the border is wrong you don't get to apply for a political asylum because of a bad economic issue back in your country asylum is for like war-torn countries you can't survive because of you know political corruption that's going on violence and things of that nature none of those things was mentioned it was just our country is poor and there aren't a lot of jobs um i heard it's popping in america so we're coming here all right last and i don't and i don't agree with that and whoever you know think that i'm wrong about that so be it um as a matter of fact, I had I have this um this this little thing I wanted to share. And I, I just googled and I said, "Can US citizens go to Venezuela?" because this is where this gentleman was from that made this statement. You must get a Venez- Venezuelan visa before traveling to Venezuela. Visas are not available upon arrival. No. US travelers risk lengthy or indefinite detention for attempts to arrive at any Venezuelan border without a valid Venezuelan visa. So, you're telling me that myself and other taxpayers must take on um thousands of illegal um entries to this country and then various cities around this country are supposed to strain themselves financially to house feed educate and help these people find jobs when they come here illegally and don't go through the proper channels to do so, but yet if me and my wife was like, well, hell, if everybody leaving Venezuela, let's go there. You telling me if I did the same thing, I could have a lengthy or indefinite jail stay for doing the same thing that they're doing to my country. All right, now I bring this all up because in New York City, um, a group of migrants, as many as 14, got into a fight with the NYPD um, near Times Square. Six were charged, five, only one was held, five were were released and they believe four have left town. Now there's no crime in, in leaving town, they weren't ordered not to leave town, but they do have a court date and the legal process would start there. If and when they don't come back for that court date, but what I want to talk about is they were fighting the police. So imagine being like the family of someone who was killed in regard, like because of a legal traffic stop, or Eric Garner's family. You know, um, was the guy? He, Udalu, um, who got shot forty-two times because he, he pulled out his wallet. And then four cops all let up basically emptied their clip into that man. But yet people who don't who, who who didn't even um come through the proper channels to enter this country are put in New York City um and financial strain were out menacing and the cops was breaking it up, telling them, Yo, y'all gotta move it along or whatever And they got into a fight with the police. Um, I I think if um, two of them had to have medical attention, not one taser, one gunshot, no nothing. But people in this country should have an open mind. Oh, don't let a a few bad apples, whatever. I don't want to hear that. I I don't want to hear that because every time they put a mic in front of one of those um, migrants' face. It's almost like, why aren't, why isn't this country doing more to help me? This one woman came out her, of her face and said, I'm so disappointed in America and the way America has treated me. And I'm like, you come to this country illegally with your family with no plan other than I'm going to go there and say that I don't want to live in my country. I'm seeking political asylum, whether that reason is valid or not. And then all of a sudden, the red carpet is supposed to be rolled out for you while we got homeless, um, hungry people that are are citizens who don't get the treatment of these migrants. But now I got to hear about migrants fighting with one of the most corrupt, organizations in the world. And none of none of the people that fought the police were hurt. Um, only one was held, and I guess they're saying, held on bail, I think 15,000 bail, because they deemed him to be the instigator uh, of it all or whatever. But the rest of them were released with no bail. And once again, they were fighting the police and nothing no no show of force by the police or anything like that yeah they're upset about the bail reform and and i've already talked about how yes bail reform in new york city and in other places is necessary but for the proponents of bail reform to leave it to where people who have committed a violent act against law enforcement um, fall under a no release is just wild to me. Uh, and it really doesn't make any sense. And to me, the actual proponents of the law should be going back to the drawing board and revising it and not waiting for um, you know the police union and prosecutors and the mayor and, and all of that type all those kind of people to start criticizing it. It's like, why not have the forethought and um and take the initiative to say, yo, look, I'm all for bail reform, but we can't keep doing this. But instead just just uh, saying, hey, it wasn't meant to be, you know, is administered this way and and, and sometimes You know, people fall through the gap, and and that can't be the excuse. Listen, I don't want people jumping subway turnstiles to being Rikers. Um, I don't think they they even out. But I don't want people who commit violence against law enforcement, because if they're going to commit violence against law enforcement, they're committing violence against anyone. And if you're willing to commit violence against law enforcement in a country you're not from in a country you entered illegally, then what else like would you be willing to do you, you, you know you understand what i'm saying like if 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 that's where it starts where where does it end and you think about like britney Griner, and i understand it was russia but still she served time in like prison in like you know in one of like the roughest places in the world for weed oil while she entered that country like with the proper documents but yet people who enter the country illegally and commit violence against law enforcement are released you know on, on like basically released with no bail on their own recognizance, um and no one who was part of this sees anything wrong with it man so i <sighs> once again um I think the the migrant situation has has gone totally um out of control, and it's fought um on both proponents of immigration and um those who are against it um, the stuff that um Governor Abbott is doing down on the border with the barbed wire and um the different things like that is is like I, I've said many times in the past is inhumane. Um, that being said, that doesn't mean that um, people should be able to show up at American borders by the thousands every single day and enter illegally. We have like we have border crossings, and if. if if the wait is long, the wait is long, and people are trying to enter illegally to go to go around the system that's in place, and I don't think that that's right. Um, and sooner or later, what's going to happen is the United States is going to have to just start enforcing uh, the law and basically saying, "Hey, if you enter, you're going to be arrested, and you're going to be uh, taken back across the border." And if you continue to do it, um, we're gonna hold we're gonna hold you in our in our jails longer, and then send you back. And, and it's just gonna be a, a, a situation um, where those who are traveling with children won't be able to afford to risk jail, not knowing where where their kids and the rest of their family will be going. And I hate that. This country is going to have to take such um, a hard stand. But I just feel like um, we're we're being left with with no choice. Um, I saw a recording where a Chicago alderman was basically accusing them of coming to Chicago because they know that there are charity groups that will give them up to $9,000 help them get driver's license, cars, car insurance. And they're taking part of that money and sending it back to Venezuela, telling other family members, all right, now, you come on and you make the trip. And I'm like, how is that fair? You know, and once again, he got his, he, some of his constituents don't know where their next meal is coming from, staying in the shelter or staying on the street. And some of the coldest, you know weather in all of the country in the winter and yet take they're taking this this city is taking on people that have entered the country illegally and they're they're getting all of these funds that aren't readily available for actual citizens of chicago and illinois and once again i'll step in and stop that man when he starts saying something that's wrong because right now um no matter how mean it might sound to um, all of you um, proponents of, of any kind of immigration or whatever, it's wrong, and um, it's non-sustainable in these in these various cities without um, substantial help from the federal government, and none of that has come as of yet. All right, last topic of the day, we're gonna talk about Mississippi. Unfortunately, again, um, 215 bodies were found, um, buried in an unmarked grave um, behind a prison in Jackson, Mississippi. All right, um, They were, they're called pauper graves, in which each um body corpse is um has a metal rod with a, a number attached to it, you know, so that they can identify if needed um none of the families of these deceased were ever notified, and it wasn't until um Betterson Wade <clears throat> filed a missing person's report for her son, and she filed it back in March of 2023. It wasn't until of August of 2023 that she found out her son was killed by a police car, and then it was covered up, and then he was just thrown into that mass grave with the rest of those corpses. So, between March and August, this woman was misled. This woman was lied to. Um, and the whole time, not only was her son dead, the law enforcement killed her son and they knew where the son, her son's body was at and just basically just lied and continually lied to her. Now, besides all the messed up stuff that's wrong with this story, I go back to when Coach Prime left Jackson State and I remember all of these viral videos um you know of the last game they played and how people were were booing and, and playing stupid songs hit the road jack and people going up to I think it was like a, a mural or something, you know, um defacing it or whatever. And then it's things like this, it's things um what went on with, um was it Brett Favre and, and, and the whole welfare thing. And you think about this, in Minnesota and rest in peace, George Floyd, because I have to use you as an example. Here's a, here's a gentleman that wasn't even from the state or the city into which he lived and, and was killed by the police. And the citizens of that area said enough is enough and burned the police station down on TV and for the whole world to see. Yet you got news that 215, and you know they majority Black people were illegally buried behind a Jackson um, jail. And we know at least one wasn't even locked up, was basically thrown there as part of a cover-up, hoping that it, it it would never come up, hoping that the family wouldn't be looking for this this man or or, or whatever. And you know, it might be some, some small local groups down there making some noise or whatever, but it was nothing like the the nonsense that went on for weeks over a football coach that helped put your your university and your city on the map, brought millions and millions of dollars there. And all the while, the school was robbing him every home game of money that he earned all while his kids cars was being broken into his office being broken into by the same people he was helping but here you have a situation where over 200 people were illegally buried and at least one was killed and illegally buried and and, and and part of a cover-up and once again no outrage no no major protests nothing no 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 gang members doing anything in revenge and I'm not an advocate of violence or whatever but man it could be it could be somebody that's not part of no gang not part of that life. He bump into the wrong person or whatever and don't immediately get on his knees and say, I'm so sorry, sir, or whatever, whatever. He might not even make it through that day. But then we got these folks that people claim, oh, I don't, I don't mess with them and I hate them and da da, da da da. And I I wish I wish I did live back in that day when when all that stuff I could I couldn't live back in that day because they wouldn't be able to do this to me and do that bullshit, yo. You'd have been ra right, you'd have been right out in the field with the rest of them. And the the lack of action that going on right now, tell me that. Ain't no way, ain't no way, ain't no way. I'm in a city and like my relative, and I know my relative was died, was killed or something, but then didn't even tell my family didn't say, say nothing to any of us or whatever. If we got to find out this way and you and and you think that all we doing is, is calling the, the great Ben Crump to start the legal process, oh, hell no. Something else got to happen. Like the people involved, like the heads up, something got to happen to, to their property, to their families or whatever, but not in Mississippi. Let some black city slicker come down there or whatever, and see the kind of reaction you get, but you know you could you could basically um create a mass grave and or just take money from poor people and then have the rest of the country wondering why this this state that's getting the most federal funds can't seem to, to get it together and the whole whole time they're being held down because the, mon- the the monies and the funds aren't being properly distributed you find this out and you still don't do nothing brett farb still a free man you know like i don't hear nobody harassing the daughter the door you know it, it was for the daughter's school be- just because she played volleyball or whatever let that have been a black girl. She did way. She did. She like she did way more to harm people than that girl Carly did in Alabama. And the girl Carly's a sucker. But, but Brett, Brett Farb's daughter did way more harm. And you say, oh, well, she had to do. She had everything to do with it. He didn't just decide to get this money for this for this um. Um, volleyball stadium or whatever, um, arena, or whatever. Without her urging, this wasn't something to where. Oh, I didn't even know my pop was going to do this. No, this was. Hey, your your dad's famous, whatever, whatever. We need a new facility. Can he help out? And instead of doing it the right way, he stole money to do it. And and everything good. But once again, let it, let it have been somebody with some melanin or whatever. All oh, the y'all, you know, y'all ready to show the hell out. You know? So, yeah, man, uh, we going to stay on top of all of these stories because I, I think they all going to have um, follow up and additional layers to them in the future. Um, but that is my time for today. Appreciate y'all rocking out with me. Don't forget, man, we got Life and Love. We got Talking with E. We got the Blackmail Podcast. We got Encourage and Inspire. And you're now tuned in to Politrick with your boy Scott here on the Got What You Need Network. Peace.